This past week, I know of five deaths, one every day. Everything from mothers to uncles to spouses. And I want you to know it's tough when you lose someone that you're not expecting. And sometimes in this life, it is just flat out tough just to live. And we find ourselves oftentimes in a hard and difficult place. We find ourselves in places that we would call a desert where it seems to be dry. And it seems to be that we just cannot find hope or help. We keep searching. We keep trying to figure out a way. But it seems like when we try to find a way, the weeds just get taller and our view just seems to get darker. The Lord led me to a passage this week, and it is one that will be found in Isaiah chapter 43. If you'd like to turn your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 43 today. I don't know about you, but sometimes I find my week filled with pain and disappointment. Hurt. Sometimes the hurt is for other people and how they are hurting. But we come today with this question. When everything goes wrong, where is God? What might God be doing in the midst of a mess? Well, today I want us to dive into this scripture and we're going to find that Isaiah is written by a prophet, a man that God called and anointed and gave a special, special word to. The children of Israel, God's chosen people, they were living in rebellion. They were living life according to the, how they wanted it and not how God wanted it. So God finally said through Isaiah, since you want it your way and you won't listen, you're going to be spending some time in captivity. I think there's people listening today who understands captivity. Who understands what it's like to be under a weight and under what seems to be, seems to just have a hold of you like it's chains. It's, that's, that's got a hold of you that won't let go. And, and like, like handcuffs that keep holding you back and holding you down. That's keeping you in a place that you don't want to be but you don't know how to get anywhere else. And you're under captivity. The children of Israel were told they would go into captivity because of their disobedience. Your captivity may not be because of disobedience today. But Isaiah goes on to, to about in chapter 40, he begins to change the tone and he begins to say, but one day you're going to be set free. And so that's where we're going to uh, camp just a little bit is in chapter 41, 43 today. Of Isaiah, just two verses that, that the Lord just really laid on my heart. I want you to know something. The Lord is doing something in the midst of the bad. Ladies and gentlemen, in case you have not watched the news lately, our culture, our country, our world is in a mess. Somebody help me preach and say amen, because that's some truth right there. Our world is in a mess, and it's not getting any better. 
Did you hear me? It's not getting any better. But you know what I can hold on to? It's not the first time. And that there is hope even though things seem to be getting bad. So let me tell you some things to keep in mind. Do not fear. Do not fear for our God is with us in the midst of the mess that's going on around us and in our life. People seem to talk about green pastures, but we need to discuss the wilderness to get you to the green pastures. People want to talk about better days, but we need to dwell just a little bit and lean into the desert we have to get through to get to the better days. Because we don't want to talk about the desert. We don't want to talk about the wilderness. We just want to get away from it. I got a good word for you today from the Lord that I hope will encourage you, that will lift your spirits. Let's read verses 18 and 19 in Isaiah chapter 43. Do not call to mind the former things or ponder things of the past. Behold, I will do something new. Can I just read that again? Oh, come on now. Verse 19, Behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will even make a roadway in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Ladies and gentlemen, this isn't coming from a prophet who says he's going to do something special. This is a word from the Lord through the prophet so that the people may know. So that the people may know that God is going to do something brand new. I'm here to tell you something. I don't know if you realize it, but God's doing something new in this place. God is doing something new at Chicopee Baptist Church. I see His hand working during the week on this campus and people who God draws to this place. I see people volunteering. I see people serving. This worship is getting better and better because we are absolutely here to see a holy and living God encounter each of us. God is doing something new. We have seen more people saved this year because of this church than the five years I've been here put together. Ladies and gentlemen, God is doing something new. And I might get excited about it. Behold. Pay attention. Set up. Write it down. Behold, I will do something new. But ladies and gentlemen, do not miss that it says that there is a wilderness and there is a desert. We have gone through a year that turned everything upside down. There are 500 thousand ships off the coast of America with a whole bunch of stuff packed up in containers. That's crazy to me. There are people who, who, who have to close their restaurants and not serve food because they don't have people working to serve the food. That's crazy. 
We have lived in a time of fear and people are still afraid. And that's crazy. But let me tell you, sometimes God has to take us through a wilderness and take us through a desert for Him to do something brand new. Ladies and gentlemen, we've been going through a desert and a wilderness. The COVID has sent us crazy upside down. But God is doing something new. And let me tell you, you wouldn't see the new if you didn't go through the tough times. You wouldn't even care what God is doing if everything was comfortable. Come on, I'm just going to get real with you. When everything feels good and comfortable, you really don't care what God is doing because you're happy. Let's just get real today. We're Americans. We like it comfortable, don't we? And if I step on your toe today, I'm here to deliver the truth. God is doing something new because of a wilderness and because of a desert. And we cannot look at the wilderness and the desert and say, No way, I don't want any part of that because what you're saying is, I don't want part of what you're doing, God. I want it my way. I'm God, not you. You fix this mess and get me out of it. God, have mercy on you. Because God can be doing something and He wants to bring about something new in your life. You have to get to a place where you'll embrace that wilderness and embrace that desert And that is what God was telling His people. You today are God's people. You are called by His name. You call yourself Christian. That word has Christ in it. You are called by His name. You are His people. He wants you to know that He wants to do something new in your life. Somebody turn to your neighbor and say, God wants to do something new in your life. Now I want you to turn to your other neighbor and I I want you to say it like you really mean it, like you really believe it. God is going to do something new in your life. Whenever you're broken, whenever you're lonely, whenever you're hurting, whenever you're grieving, let me tell you, the Lord is preparing you for something new. It does not remove the pain. It doesn't change the wilderness. It doesn't change the darkness and the trees. It doesn't do away with the sand of the desert. But what it does is it prepares you for something new. Moses encountered God in the desert in a burning bush. Moses encountered God as he stood before the Red Sea. And as he stood before the Red Sea, he saw a great vast body of water. And that water was a problem. Because the enemy was behind them and the only place they could go was straight forward. And the water was a problem. But God did something new he had never done before. He said, Moses, raise up your staff and believe. And he did. And the waters parted. And they crossed over on dry land to the other side. But then they found themselves in the wilderness. And you know what they were looking for? The very thing that was a problem earlier on. They were looking for water. That very thing that caused an issue in their life and caused them to fear was the very thing they needed to have refreshment. And i got news for you today. God wants to take whatever you're, you're, you're struggling with, whatever's going on in your life, He wants to use it to bring renewal, to bring something new in your life. 
Maybe this isn't for you today, but I can tell you it's, it's for me and it's for somebody. I am absolutely convinced that somebody needs God to do something new in their life. In Matthew chapter 4, it says that Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit into the, who knows, the wilderness. So if you think your wilderness is a sign God is not blessing you and God's not leading you somewhere, I want you to think about Jesus. Jesus was a man who came from heaven to earth. He had just been baptized and the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness. And today, God could be leading you into a wilderness to do something new. It was that wilderness experience that got Jesus ready for what he was about to have to do and face. In that wilderness, he had to face the devil. He had to deal with temptation. And it was in that wilderness that he was prepared. Paul the apostle, when he was called from Saul to Paul, he went, let me, get, let me just throw this out there and see if you can get it right. Paul went, according to Galatians, three years into the wilderness, wilderness to get prepared by God so that he could do what God called him to do. Ladies and gentlemen, the wilderness isn't something to, to get upset about and frown about. You, you need to understand that when you're in the wilderness and when you're in the desert, God is up to something great. And you need to grab a hold of it and say, God, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know which way is left and which way is right. I don't know up from down. But right now, God, you're doing something and I'm going to just embrace you and go forward. That's what God needs us to do today. Jesus wants to change your life and do something new. Okay, I think I'll start preaching now. Verse 19. Behold, I will do something new. Now it will spring forth. Will you be aware of it? First thing that's going to encourage you in your hope, the very first thing for you to write down today is this. God's unlimited ability to transform. I'm going to say it again. God's unlimited ability to transform is greater. This is a math formula right here. God's unlimited ability to transform is greater than our limited ability to see. All we see is the wilderness. All we see is the desert. But you know what God sees? He sees you after you get out of the wilderness and after you get out of the desert. He sees what happens whenever things get better. It says here, it will spring up. You see that in verse 19? Now it will spring forth. I think of, I think of the days whenever, whenever you plant a garden or you plant some plants and, and all of a sudden it's springtime and you put them in the ground and after a little while, after just a little bit, those seeds begin to break apart. Those seeds begin to become something they weren't before. But they have to be put in that ground and put in the water and put in the heat. And when the conditions are just right, all of a sudden that little seed begins to spring forth something beautiful. I was talking to somebody just this week about gardens. And I was telling them, now, now if you want an easy, no-maintenance plant, just get you some of those Tommy Toes or those cherry tomatoes. I'm telling you, you plant some cherry tomatoes, you don't have to plant them next year because those things will come back. And they'll keep coming back. And you'll have cherry tomatoes like crazy. Those cherry tomatoes have a little bitty seed. And that little seed gets down into that dirt. You don't see it all winter long. But when everything gets just right, 
after it's endured the cold, after it's endured the dry, after it's endured the rain, and the temperature is just right, and the pressure on that seed just sits just right, all of a sudden that little bitty seed begins to spring forth new vegetation. Somebody's got a seed in their life right now that God wants to spring forth something new. And your ability to see the issues and see what God wants to do is limited. Don't put God in a box. Let me say this again. Do not put God in a box of what you think He should do. Don't think God's answer is going to be exactly how you see it to be. God might be doing something brand new. Look, look at it like this. If it wasn't new, you'd already know what it was. You got me? If it wasn't brand new, you'd go, I know what's coming. But God wants to do something new you've never seen before. God wants to change your life. He says, will you not see it? Will you not perceive? I can do things You cannot perceive, God says, and I am burning up up here. God's doing something new. I'm sweating. I have something right here in my hand. I like water. You know, water is just regular water, right? But according to this company, let me tell you what water is. This is core hydration. It is perfectly balanced pH purified water with electrolytes and minerals for taste. They're trying to take something and make it brand new. But let me tell you, God made this water. They can do what they want to this water. They can purify it, electrolyte it, hydrolyte it, whatever they want to do. But my God created this water to bring refreshment. And for you today, you may be thirsty and you may be tired in a desert. My God wants to bring you some hydration. You know what I think is amazing? Whenever you read this, what you kind of think of is there's a river in the desert. But I want you to look at that real close one more time. Is it singular or is it plural? It's plural. There will be rivers in the desert not just one God doesn't want to just give you enough to get by see some of us want to limit what God wants to really do in our life and we want God to just give us just enough to get us by just enough Lord so I can be comfortable and get out of this but I still want to stay in the the stuff that I'm in over here I want to still live in some of the the thinking systems that I have and the way that I perceive some of the sin in my life. I don't, I don't want you to take me out of that. I just want you to fix this problem. Give me just enough so I won't be thirsty no more. God forbid we ever have that attitude. Because God took the children of Israel, an entire nation, and said, because you have that attitude, I'm going to send you into captivity. And you're going to be in the desert, and you're going to be in the wilderness to a point where you're going to be crying out for me. God wants to do something new in your life and sometimes He has to take us to a, through a wilderness and a desert to get us to that new destination and that new place. Second thing, write this down. God will do the possible when only we only see the impossible. God will do the possible when we only see the impossible. Sometimes all we can see around us is the impossibility of the wilderness. 
The children of Israel looked around. For 40 years, it seemed impossible. Joshua had known what it was like to go into the promised land and what it tasted like, smelled like, what it felt like. He knew what the grass was between his toes, what it was like in the promised land. And God kept saying for 40 years, not yet, not yet, not yet. Every day he had to wake up looking across the Jordan and go, it sure does look good over there. And God would say, not yet, not yet. And then one day, Joshua got the tap. Joshua, you're going to lead my people across the Jordan into the promised land. And you know what Joshua said? He didn't say, not yet, Lord, not yet. He said, boys, you better pack your bags, because in the morning, when we get up, we're going across the Jordan River. He was prepared in the wilderness for what he was going to do in the promised land. God's got a promised land for you. He's got something special for you. And you may be struggling and you may be hurting. You may be grieving. You may be trying to figure out and you've got more questions than you've got answers. But i got a word from God for you today. He wants to do something new in your life in the wilderness and in the desert. He wants to bring you rivers, not just a river. He doesn't want to just show you a direction to go, but he wants to create a pathway through the wilderness wilderness to get you where you need to go you just need to be open to see what he's wanting to do God will do the possible when we only see the impossible Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 says now he he is able to do exceedingly above and beyond anything we ask or think anything we can even dream up anything we can even think possible God can do beyond that yes he can somebody say yes he can yes he can God can do exceedingly above and beyond anything we ask or think in the wilderness or in the desert he wants to bring he wants to bring rivers he wants to bring a path a roadway something that is not narrow but big but i want you to keep this in mind this is the main thing for you to keep, keep in mind today and write it down. God uses the wilderness to bring about new life. God uses the wilderness to bring about new life. Listen closely. The wilderness and the desert does not have to mean death. The wilderness and desert does not mean that everything is over. It can simply mean that God wants to do something brand new. And you may have more questions than trying to figure out, well, well, why in the world did God do what He did? It could be that God didn't do it, but He's going to use it. Why couldn't God have stopped it? Well, maybe God didn't stop it because He wants to do something through you because of it that's greater than you ever thought possible. God wants to work in a mighty way. Let's let God bring hope and healing. Let's not let our perception or the pain limit our vision of what God wants to do in our life. Strength that comes to us in the wilderness is from God. Hope that comes to us in the desert has to be through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. This world cannot understand the hope that we can have. Only in the wilderness can God show us that He can make a way. We have to be in the desert sometimes where we're thirsty before we can understand God can provide all that we need. Jesus himself said, I am the living water. He told the lady at the well, 
you drink of me, you'll never thirst again. Today, there's many people in the wilderness and in the desert of sin. They're separated from God without any hope, without any direction. They would rather cheer for the Atlanta Braves going to the World Series than be in church on Sunday morning praising a God who created them with purpose and direction. They'd rather be cheering on their favorite football team than in the house of God cheering on Jesus Christ who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Come on now, I'm getting on somebody's toes and I'm just telling you it's the truth. Our God wants more. He wants to give you more. But it's going to take you saying, I want it, Lord. Is He going to have to take you through a desert? Or through a wilderness before you'll stop and say, God, whatever you want, that's what I want. There's something very interesting I want you to see in verse 18. Do not call to mind the former things or ponder things of the past. I am not going to stand up here and tell you just forget all the bad stuff that's happened in your life because you know what? You can't. All those painful moments, all those things you don't understand, they change you. Let me say it again. They will change you. It will hurt. But I got news for you. You don't have to dwell on the past. You can embrace the God of the present. And understand that He's got rivers for you and He's got a pathway through the wilderness. Now your wilderness may take years to get through and your desert may be long and it may be dry. But understand, you may walk through that desert but God's going to provide you rivers all along the way. He says here, Do not call to mind the former things or ponder things of the past. Here's what the enemy wants to do. He wants to bring up all the the hurt, the pain, the stuff that God did to you and the things that you did against God and the sins that you've, you've committed and how you're not good enough and God won't love you enough to bless you and send you a river. God's not going to give you a direction in the wilderness because look at the life you have led. Let me tell you, God died on the cross for every single one of us no matter how much we sinned or how little we sinned, what we look like, what the color of our skin is, how much hair we got or how much hair we don't have. Jesus died for us all to give us rivers of life and to give us a a direction in the wilderness so we can have hope in Him and Him alone, ladies and gentlemen. Our God is good. And our God loves us. But when Isaiah is telling his people, do not call to mind, here's how we put this Rubber to the road. What must I do with this? Don't don't ponder on it. Don't continually think over and over. Do not dwell on the negative of the things that's happened in your life. Don't dwell on them. doesn't mean that you don't think about them. It doesn't mean that you don't remember them. It means don't dwell on them. So that's exactly where the enemy wants to take you. Because when you only see the wilderness and the desert, you'll never see the pathway God has put before you and the rivers He has all alongside of you. Do you hear me? Do you hear me today that when you're thinking simply about all the negative things that's happened, you will not see what God is doing around you. He says here in verse 19, Will you not be aware of what I'm doing? We will not be aware of what God's doing if all we see is what God is not doing. If all we see is the pain and the hurt in our life. 
And we have to help each other with this. This is not easy. Don't live in what could have been, but in what God is doing in the here and now. Don't live in what your life could have been like, if only. Live in what God is doing in your life right now. Embrace it. Find it. Look for it. As a matter of fact, that's the second thing about what I, I, must I do. Look for the new things God is doing. Look for those things. Do not dwell on the negative and look for the new things God is doing in your life. As a matter of fact, here's your challenge this week. Some of you in this room know exactly what I'm talking about. Some of you have been living in the desert or you have lived in the wilderness and you understand what it is like when God provides rivers in the desert and roadways and pathways in the wilderness. And somebody else in this room needs to know that it's real. Because unfortunately, when someone is in the desert, they're in the wilderness, they look around, they don't see a way out. They don't see the refreshing because it hurts. It hurts so deeply they can't fall asleep at night. It hurts so deeply tears roll down their face. They hurt so deeply they don't know how they'll face another day. And what they need to hear from you is how God is faithful. Don't try to fix people. Do not try to fix people's situation. You share what God's done in your life. And you let God do the work. Today they're going to come and they're going to begin to play and we're going to sing. I want everybody to listen to me very carefully. Do not leave this room until we're done today. You do not want to miss what we're going to do at the end of the service. Your food can wait. It will be okay, I promise. Because if you leave, you're going to miss an opportunity to pray this very thing for someone very special. Because there's someone in our midst today. He's going to need some rivers in the desert. He's going to need some roadways the wilderness. He needs you to pray for him. And right now, you may be dealing with some wildernesses and some deserts in your life, and you may have questions and you may not know which way to go. Let me tell you, if you're separated from God because of sin, God has provided a roadway to reconcile with God, and that's through Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. It's not through dressing up, doing good, being better. It's not from you stop drinking or you wearing better clothes. It's only through Jesus Christ and what He has done that you can find the pathway to God. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He also said that there is a way that leads to destruction, and it is broad, but narrow is the way that leads to righteousness. Jesus is the only way. If you do not know Jesus Christ today, if you have not accepted Him as your Lord and Savior, will you do that right now? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Lord, I'm asking you right now to deal with someone's heart. 
Lord, to let them know where they stand with you. In fact, God, if I may be so bold as to pray the what I think is impossible, but it's possible to you. You reveal to every single person listening to the sound of my voice whether they have an absolute secure relationship with you. And if they do not, convict their hearts and let them know right now they need to change it. Lord, for those who are sure of their salvation, they've accepted you. They've asked you to forgive them and take over their life those who are unsure and unclear maybe they're in the wilderness or the desert right now with every head bowed and every eye closed all you got to do is just ask God to forgive you and ask Him to take over your life Father I have no idea who this message was for this week I can make some guesses but Lord it's not me that needs to be doing that. It's you who knows exactly who needs to hear that you want to do something new in their life in the midst of their desert and in the midst of their wilderness, in the midst of their questions, in the midst of their pain. God, you want to do something new. Move in their hearts now and draw them to you. we stand, the deacons and deacons' wives or ladies will come up front to pray with you. Would you move as we begin to sing? This morning is going to take some concentration for you to focus on just the Father. But will you do that right now? Focus on the Father. And if you need to come this morning, if you need prayer, you know what? If you need prayer and you can't get up here, will you raise your hand? We'll come to you. We'll come to wherever you are right now. Would you please stand as we sing?